With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. And we're going to talk some Texans here. I'm Brooks Cabana, beat writer with the Texans. You can find me at BKUBENA, and I'm joined by sports columnist Brian T. Smith. You can follow him at Cron Brian Smith. We'll go ahead and hop right into it here. The Texans addressed a major position of need at cornerback. Lovey Smith, whenever they reported for offseason workouts, voluntary offseason workouts on Monday, he said they can't play the kind of football they want to play until they get better at cornerback. And they got better at cornerback by signing. Steven Nelson, he's a seven-year veteran. Uh, last year played on a one-year contract with the Eagles. He's got plenty of experience and uh, also, not for nothing, played in eight playoff games. To this point, Brian, they, they did not have a established veteran cornerback. It looked like Desmond King and Lonnie Johnson were their main options, and um, there's some inconsistent play for that last year. I mean, what's your reaction to – what do you see out of uh, this addition for the Texans? We're three weeks away from the NFL draft here. Oh, it's a blockbuster. I mean, let's just let's just get that out of the way right now, right? They, they went to two years, two two years and ten million in Casario cash. That's that's like Derek Carr money. That's that's Deshaun Watson money. No, but in all seriousness, it seems it seems solid, right? Uh, is it going to fix the defense? Is it, is it going to change everything? No, but you have to start somewhere. And I do like that Nelson has legit NFL experience. He's a veteran. He has at least recently stayed healthy. The fact that they were willing to commit to two years and $10 million, and obviously we don't have all the, the legalese of the contract yet, but this team for the last two years has been doing you know the one-year deals, the you know very, very small things, which is understandable because it is a total rebuild. You were tearing this down to the foundation and the studs. So you have to start building it up somewhere. And the other interesting part, as you pointed out, Brooks, this is happening right before the draft. So you can still draft a quarterback in the second round, in the third round, but it makes no sense to do this and then also draft a quarterback at number three or number 13 on paper uh, unless you trade back or something. So, yeah, interesting signing, and it's nice to see them starting to invest a little. But this isn't the blockbuster that's going to drastically alter the defense. No, Steven Nelson was considered their number two corner out in Philadelphia, uh, was there for one year. And we, you know, who, who are covering the Texans are familiar with a lot of one year deals, generally a prove it contract and, uh, you know, left after a year with the Eagles. And I mean, this is the the largest move Casario's made to this point, addressing cornerback. I mean, that's not really saying much. Um, there wasn't that much inspiration from some of the depth that they had. Uh, he signed journeyman Isaac Yidem on a one-year deal and claimed cornerback from the Cowboys, Reggie Robinson, and he hadn't yet recorded a defensive snap. So, I mean, is this enough to say that the Texans aren't going to pick a cornerback at number three? I think so. They've got so many other needs and a couple of my mock drafts already. I, I think they addressed offensive line, uh, whether that be Alabama's Evan Neal or North Carolina State's uh, Icky Aquanu, I think it's going to be Aquanu. Uh, that's been my pick. But the other thing to consider here, 
not many NFL teams draft a cornerback in the top three. There's not much precedent. And uh, you can think back to 2020 when the Lions picked Jeff Okuda, and he's only played seven games in two seasons, I believe, while dealing with multiple injuries. So there's players like Derek Stingley from LSU who could be a top cornerback, but he's dealt with injuries the last couple of years. So do they want to splurge on that after getting a veteran there? I I think I think they've got other needs that they can address. Obviously, you know there are, there are other picks that that they could take a corner there too. Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati, and a lot of people think he might be the best corner, but they could move to other positions. But um, something else that happened this week: players are reporting for the first phase of workouts. Basically, that means they're going to be uh, just doing some uh, meetings and and strength and conditioning and. Uh, really, it's the time for most of the players to get back together after spending a couple of months off on their own time. And uh, Davis Mills came back. Um, he was kind of a leader in re-recruiting a lot of players to come out and work out and take for what you will. A couple of the players, Justin Brent, uh, starting center and linebacker Christian Kirksey, both noted how there were more people than they expected to be there. Uh, Kirksey said almost all of them are there. So a lot of people are turning to Davis Mills to see what kind of leader he can be and whether he can be the long-term option at quarterback. And we've written about this a lot, Brian. I, I remember towards the end of the football season, you wrote a column about this too. I mean, has your opinion on Mills changed at all in the last four months? And what, what do you think need, he needs to prove here in 2022? It feels like this is setting up to be the question for the Texans this year. Now, granted, we're saying this before the draft, and so – that could all change if they end up taking somebody that's that's a name or that has you know serious NFL upside or becomes a 16, 17 game starter for this team. But I wish the Mills debate would go away until D- Davis Mills uh, actually throws another NFL pass. I'm not even talking about training camp. I'm talking about the regular season. I I find it from the outside silly and and honestly borderline absurd. And I I've, I've written about this a couple times now. Uh, I, I get it. I get it because there is a void. And so we fill the void with something. That's what we do in sports. That's what we do with Houston. That's what we do with the Texans when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, because I dealt with, I mean, my gosh, the carousel and Case Keenum and Brock Osweiler, Brandon Whedon, Brian Hoyer, and on and on and on. I'm not saying that this is going to be that. Uh, Davis Mills right. has upside. I mean, I, I can say that confidently. But this debate that continues and the tweets that I see and some of the comments are just absurd. He hasn't done anything to change the, the viewpoint. He hasn't thrown another pass. So it, this is all part of the process. But we won't know anything I, I, from a big picture perspective about Davis Mills until we actually start to get into the season. Yes, he has to start to lead. But I'm sure he did that last year. Um, and and this, is just, this is just how it goes in the NFL, especially when you're rebuilding, especially when you go 4-13. and 13. Um, it's, it's good to hear nice things. It's, 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 it's good to hear, you know, that you have, uh, more players show up than you want to. doesn't really mean anything. It it all comes down to talent. It comes down to coaching. It comes down to chemistry and health and all those things that define good teams that separate teams that have, you know, that win six, seven games. And all of a sudden you're going to win nine or 10 games. The Texans went four and 13 last year. What's their improvement going to be? I mean, that, that ultimately that's, that's what I come down to. And, And yes, Davis Mills, can can you can you start to believe that he can be a quarterback for the future? I will continue to take the approach. I'm not saying he won't be, but I will believe it when I see it, and it's going to take me a while 
to believe it, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, and I, I think that's really where a lot of the national consciousness comes out of it, right? Like, that's not his fault either. That's not his fault. That's just that's just that's how this is going to go because the position is so important in the NFL. Not to mention, you just moved on from your franchise quarterback into Sean Watson. Right. Whenever he gets traded, everybody's wondering, oh, who's the Texans' quarterback? Because a lot of people hadn't watched them. I mean, obviously, readers, y'all, and listeners, y'all, been paying attention to this, and um, I, I think you're right. I mean, we're going to be spending the next five months or so really wondering what Davis Mills is going to bring and what his first pass will do. And a lot of people hope it's more than five yards down the field because that's really mostly what the passing offense consisted of last year. And he gave us a little insight into what Pep Hamilton's offense is going to look like, a balance of run and pass, trying to throw down vertically downfield. In other words, the things that the Texans weren't able to do last year. So we'll see how that works out. Um, I think it's a big deal that they re-signed Brandon Cooks not just for franchise culture reasons and having a guy around that they like, but this is a guy that can take the top off of defenses. He was clearly their top option last year. I mean, he was more than double the targets of any other receiver on the team for good and, and for worse. But I mean, having that is another sign that they're investing in Mills and that they're using this year to figure out how they feel. So that'll be interesting to see how they work on that. So we'll we'll continue to look at more things as the weeks go by and the draft starts to approach. Texans will still be in workouts. They don't begin phase two, which means that they'll start working with some coaches and start doing a little more on the field in about two weeks. So there'll be more players that we'll be talking to. And there's plenty more storylines as we're going into year two of Nick Casario's rebuild. So we'll be there to talk you through that. Glad to have you here with us. Uh, I'm Brooks Cabina. You can follow me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brian Smith. You can follow me at Cron Brian Smith. Thanks for reading, listening, and watching.